Welcome in a brand new clinical data management podcast with IBA. In the upcoming episodes, we'll bring you a sophisticated insight from various institutions that are involved in data management. Our guests are leading experts in data management, biotechnology, life sciences, and digital health. They'll share with you their experience, best practices, and maybe even more than that. Learn from the best. It's Clinical Data Management by IBA. Hello, data managers, data engineers, and data analysts. This is the third episode of the podcast program prepared by IBA, focusing on the best practices in clinical data management. Today, it's my big pleasure to talk with Dr. Alexander Kranich, and our focus for today will be mainly machine learning and artificial intelligence applied on medical data. Welcome, Alex. Hi, Daniel. Great to be here on the podcast. Thank you. So uh, you are specialist in AI ML, and your professional career includes also biostatistics, both in pharma companies and CROs. And you also do or did biostatistics in clinical trials office at Charité, a huge university hospital. Is there anything else what you would like to emphasize? Uh, yes, uh, in general, I'm a statistician by training, and um, yeah, several years ago, there was no um, um, topic like uh, machine learning or artificial intelligence. Um, it, it already existed, but it was not so a huge topic um, as today. Therefore, um, yeah, we, we also did um, kinds of machine learning. We did several models uh, who are. Um, yeah, named machine learning today, but but in the past it was not really machine learning; it was um, mathematics, statistics, and um, yeah, I, I started um, yeah uh, right after my statistics studies in the medical field, and um, yeah, uh, dealt with everything in this field, with um, yeah randomized clinical trials. Uh, drug studies, medical product studies, but then later also with um, yeah, health records, claims data, uh, whatever you can imagine in the, in the medical field. And um, yeah, the statistics training was uh, most time enough to, to deal with everything on methods, what was um, rising um, within the last years. So also the, yeah, the machine learning field and um, yeah, and I did this as you explained in um, uh, in academia and university hospital, uh, mainly on uh, routine data, um, health record data, and in the um, industry, um, mainly on on drug studies, uh, drug approval studies. Interesting. Yeah, you mentioned health record data. This is the bridge to my a warm-up question: data management. What does that mean or represent to you? Yeah, for me, it means everything from data collection via um, electronic um, case report form, a remote data entry system, um, uh, until the actually data analysis. Yeah, that means at the moment uh, when you use the analysis set to run statistics, yeah, everything from collection to analysis for me is, is data management. Yeah, thank you. So what does data management or data managers help you with particularly? Can it be the data quality, which is necessary for your data analysis, whether it is hypothesis testing or training a classifier or even building a convolutional neural network? 
Yeah, for me, it's important that the data manager um, uh, really understands the the whole flow of the data from the patient to the final analysis, that, that he really can uh, imagine what happens and that he um, thinks also outside the box. That means um, that he um, understands what, what problems could uh, occur and what are the, the reasons in the real life. Yeah, that means he, he also needs something like a connection to the uh, project management or the actual study to understand what's what's going on um, within the hospital, um, what's what's happening right on the bedside. Yeah, I think yeah. that's really important, and he um, uh, yeah has to understand the structure of of the data and uh, in healthcare, the structure is mainly um, the patient. Yeah. And the patient is not a, um, a static um, object. Uh, uh, the patient has a dynamic over time. Therefore, a data manager has to understand um, the patient uh, as a, a complete concept over the time. Yeah, and he he has to uh, yeah understand or he has to figure out how to see this in the in the data. Yeah, and then um, it's it's very difficult to to just take data and run analysis uh, you have to um, uh, improve the structure and uh, uh, you have to um, uh, bring the actual um, uh, patient data in, in the right structure that means um, as, as you know um, with real world data you have uh, not always the same time points for visits um, you have um, uh, different types of measurements And then the data manager has to understand this and he has to convert different types of measurements within the same type. He has to um, map um, uh, uh, patient visits uh, into time windows so that you have a clear structure over the uh, patient. Yeah? And if you look at uh, randomized clinical trials, uh, you have um, a data management plan, you have a statistical, uh, statistical analysis plan, And then you have um, really um, clear defined visit windows and uh, it's much more easier to follow all the steps and to map every patient measurement over the time to the right um, window. Uh, but with uh, real world data, it's uh, yeah, much more difficult. Yeah? And there's uh, most of the time no clear instruction, no, no analysis plan so that you have to develop um, This, this structure, this idea by yourself. And a good data manager is able to do this. I think that's the, that's the first part for, for a really good data manager. And the second part is to understand some, some statistical analysis to transform data in the right structure for um, uh, the requested analysis. That sounds like a very good and very broad definition of data managers. And I can see that in your eyes, data manager is pretty important job. So um, if we treat data manager as a very important, how important is the data to you, Alexander? Is it a fuel of your business or you perceive it more like a piece of information or knowledge? Yeah, it's, it's, data is the basis for everything, right? Uh, if, 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 if you have a question, then um, you, you can answer this question with data and statistics. 
but you have to um, figure out if the present data is enough, yeah? if, you, if you can answer the question with this data, or, or you have also, um, or you should also plan um, from the beginning how to collect what uh, type of data to answer the question. Yeah. Uh, at the end, it's, it's one component of several components within the process. I think it's um, statistic, statistics is not the, the main thing or it's not the, the holy grail. It's, it's just a, a tool um, to answer a medical question, a medical research question. And, and that's the same for, for data and data management and statistics. They are all parts uh, of, the, of the whole thing. But uh, of course, um, now um, or within the last years, the data collection um, increased uh, massively. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, therefore, it's, it's uh, something like our duty to use this to improve patients' life and to um, yeah, find new things. And uh, sometimes it's it's very hyped. The data, data collection, big data is very hyped, um, especially in the medical field together with machine learning and AI. But if you look uh, in other fields um, or if you talk to other statisticians in other fields, they, they laugh about you. Yeah. If you if you look at uh, payback systems in, in supermarkets or something like this, they know they know since several years exact exactly what person is buying what product in uh, what supermarket in uh, which uh, um, uh, place they, they know exactly what's going on they they know uh, what's the frequency of your uh, of your um, things you you buy they they know almost everything about the product and about the process and they can 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 um, uh, turn it um, uh, they can can turn the system to influence uh, um, yes uh, the customer yeah but in, in medical in the medical field if you collect uh, 100,000 um, uh, patient data, you are something like a hero and you are um, mm -hmm. uh, the, the star of big data. Yeah. Anyway, the data and use of the data is always connected to some regulations. And I also want to touch on this uh, later. But before you mentioned also the huge amounts of data, can you give us some estimates? What kind of data do you work with on daily basis in terms of volumes, dimensions, dynamics? Yeah, I, I work with, with almost everything, um, or, and also at uh, at the moment I have very small data sets um, from ten to twenty patients, but I have also data sets um, up to um, uh, five hundred thousand patients, uh, five hundred thousand patients, with um, about um, ten to twenty um, variables. Yeah, not so not so much information per patient, but really um, huge data sets. Uh, but then I have also data sets um, with 10,000 patients, but um, uh, with more than 100 million lines for um, a few measurements. Uh, these are ICU data over the time. That means you have a, um, a blood pressure, systolic, uh, diastolic, uh, you have uh, mean arterial pressure, you have... Um, 
all the vital functions, all the vital signs. You have a lab. You have uh, co medications. Um, you have a lot, a lot of things, and and these data sets are very huge. And what are the objectives, if I can ask, in this specific research you are carrying out? Yeah, mainly it's it's about um, prediction and uh, uh, warning systems. Yeah, warning, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or or something like um, yeah, we call it uh, digital uh, diagnosis, so that you can uncover some some uh, issues. Um, Uh, it, uh, within the data, um, uh, what you what you can see um, uh, on a regular basis. Yeah. So, and the digital diagnosis is based only on data, or are you taking also some inputs from the physicians? I mean, is it like a computer aided diagnosis, or really a digital diagnosis? No, we we really search for for real digital di diagnosis. Uh -huh. We, we like to to really uncover things in the data to um, uncover things uh, something uh, at the moment or um, like to predict something in the future um, a prediction to to change the therapy strategy mm -hmm. or um, a prediction um, uh, as a warning yeah something bad will happen uh, or also uh, something um, uh, from a economic point of view for example, What's the um, length of stay for a patient? Mm -hmm, uh, what mm -hmm. what is the uh, uh, readmission um, probability? Something like this. Yeah, so this sounds really like a real use of machine learning or even artificial intelligence on, say, healthcare, because diagnostics is part of healthcare. So, yeah, exciting. If we can go back to the fundamentals of clinical data management for a while, What tools do you typically use or what tools do your data managers use for uh, for the management of data? I mean, like for the issues you mentioned, uh, collection, data warehousing, quality control, etc. Yeah, um, I used a lot um, in, in the last um, 10 years uh, within um, uh, my time in a CRO, in a contact research organization, I worked for several pharma companies, I don't know, six or seven, and mm -hmm. they all use different systems. Um, I, um, I also used uh, for for one um, pharma company directly, they they used the other one. Yeah, um, in the academic field, um, we used um, uh, also uh, other one, but my favorites in, in general for prospective a clinical trial is is a red cap I, i really like red cap because it's it's really flexible and um and it's a nice tool for data collection or ecrf data collection um for um uh, for drug studies it's not not really the best tool but um yeah i really like it and for uh, the actual data management um yeah i mainly used ses in the uh, past SAS, but I'm I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. like it. Um, I'm I'm more an R guy. That means I'm completely uh, familiar within the R universe. Um, I I really like the the R Studio server concept. I like R, R uh, Shiny um, uh, as a server version. And uh, the easiest way for me to to handle data is to connect um, R with a. Um, SQL database. 
Mm -hmm. uh, that's yeah. it. And um, yeah, that, but that's not all, always the case. Uh, sometimes uh, it's it's uh, other database, but uh, I'm always happy if you can uh, connect it uh, to R. Yes, uh, you sound uh, definitely the same like our data analysts who are sometimes pushed to use SAS, uh, but their favorite tools are R and Python and everything what's, uh, let's say, more handy, more flexible and possibility to integrate uh, this with uh, web and to let the users browse the data, visualize the data. This is very appealing and I think that the attitudes are always the same to R and uh, maybe the Python. Anyway, yeah, and you, uh, sorry, and you yeah. you can use it on on every device. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. you have mm -hmm. you have it on your laptop. You have it on the server. Um, it's it's really nice. It's free, and um, if you need a professional solution, and you can um, buy a professional R Studio server version. It's it's really um, a complete package. Um, and that's really great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you experienced any real-world problems resulting from troubles related to the data management? I mean, for instance, some cases when data management was even neglected. Yeah, I, I think uh, the, the, the big data is, is, is one of the main problems in data management. Yeah, um, I, I think... Um, Uh, it's not possible in any case just to to manage the data via a written script within a software and that's it. Yeah, I, I think mm -hmm. you always have to look on the data. Not not uh, you have you don't have to look on on all the data, but you have really um, look at it as a data manager, and that's really um, time consuming if you have big data sets. Yeah, for example, if you have a variable and you like to check if the variable is okay, then uh, you can um, count the missings. Maybe there are no missings. Then you can uh, look at the min and the max. Uh, for example, uh, example, if it's body temperature and the um, uh, temperature is within the expected range, uh, then it's okay. Then the data looks fine. That means um, no missings, everything in range. Then you can calculate the mean and the median and then yeah everything okay but if you have a close look on the data maybe there is um, one patient and he has um, 10 times in a row over time course exact the same temperature um, also in the, the last uh, two digits for example mm -hmm. 37.12 yeah exact mm -hmm. the same temperature 10 times in a row and and that's not really possible yeah that, that sounds strange there, there's something wrong yeah and it's it's not um wrong if it's uh, a data set with 1000 patients and um you have um uh, i don't know 100 equal values um uh, in a variable but if you have uh, really uh, for one patient equal values then something is wrong And if you have um, 100 or 200 or maybe 1,000 patient, patients, then it's it's easy to, to find such um, um, uh, problems. But if you have 1 million patients or 1 million measurements, it's really, uh, really difficult to, to find something like this. And uh, most of the time you can see um, these patterns later in the analysis. Then you find something like, oh, pff, yeah, 
uh, I found an interesting pattern for several patients, uh, but if you looked uh, closer, then you see, oh, we have here uh, 1,000 patients and they have um, uh, exact same measurements uh, 10 to 20 times in a row. And uh, then you figure out, uh, yeah, uh, maybe they, they use the device and the device freezed. And if the device freezed, then you have uh, exact the same value over time. Yeah, so maybe this is some space for, uh, sorry for interruption, but maybe this is some space also for machine learning and for algorithms like uh, detectors of anomalies in data. Have you ever experienced something like this where the algorithms of machine learning could help you with uh, enhancing the data quality for the subsequent analysis? No, not really. Not really. I don't know if it's if it's uh, linked to my to my experience, but um, from my um, uh, experience in the past, um, the data management isn't at this point in the um, pharma field. It's it's much more professional, um, but in the academic research field or also in the uh, pharma, but um, real world data field the data management is not so uh, professional but, but um, is, isn't that a little bit weird because you you said that you are using machine learning for digital diagnosis and the data sometimes aren't in such a condition in uh, such a quality that uh, that it could be used i i know that these were two different cases but anyway uh, shouldn't we focus more on the data quality when using such sexy algorithms like machine learning to use them rather for the data quality than for digital diagnosis, which sounds r really disturbing for some people. What do you say? Yeah, it is, it is uh, really disturbing. And um, at the end, oh, the most statisticians and data management uh, manager uh, know this sentence, uh, garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, that's the that's fact. <laughs> and uh, it's it's really difficult to, to see what's what's coming in. And um, in my career, um, I um, yeah, um, I, I choose my last position. I'm, I'm within a telehealth competence center yeah. um, who is connecting um, uh, clinic ICUs to um, a di digital infrastructure and um, to, to collect um, data for um, decision support, um, uh, physician consultation, Uh, but also for research or for development, and um, uh, in our organization, it's it's uh, it's the whole concept, and we connect the clinics uh, to our um, digital systems, and therefore we can directly track what's going on on ICU, and we have a direct link to um, um, uh, physicians at um, the clinic. Yeah, they, that means they have a 24-hour, seven days uh, a week connection um, to the actual patient and to the physician uh, within the ICU. And so you can directly um, see what's going on and you can prove the process and the collection and everything for uh, every single data point um, over the time. And we, we, are, we started some, some months ago um, and therefore, we are on the, in the beginning and we can uh, track everything from start. Yeah? And that's a huge advantage. 
if you get data from whatever study and um, or registry or from from claims data or uh, from from any source, um, then you are most of the time at the end of the process. Yeah, then you are a statistician, and um, or a data manager, and uh, everything is already done. Yeah, the data is is available. The study is is over, and um, can't do uh, things. You can change things. You can modify things, and um, that's the main problem. But um, yeah, in my current organization, it's it's really. It's a, a great op opportunity. It's, it's, I think, also one of the unique opportunities at the moment in the healthcare system in Germany uh, that you can um, go along with the whole process from the beginning and put everything right in place so that you can, um, you can really um, avoid any mistakes. Yeah, so you, you put a lot of efforts into the initial phase of any studies or research and um, and then benefit from these uh, huge efforts put into the beginning, right? Do I understand it well? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the machine learning and the disturbing attitudes of some people. There are a lot of regulations today uh, GDPR, one of them. How do you perceive this regulation? Is it a burden for you or, for example, for the new organization you are working for? Or do you perceive this rather as a part of democratic system? Uh, no, I'm, I'm totally fine with GDPR. And um, I, I started uh, several years ago in, in drug development. And um, uh, I, I did a lot of um, RCTs, randomized clinical trials, And in a randomized clinical trial, it's, it's totally clear that you as a patient, you have to sign an informed consent. Yeah, you, mm. have, you get information about study. You have to consent. Um, uh, you also get uh, information uh, regarding GDPR, and you also have to consent this. And therefore, it's, it's totally normal uh, for me that, uh, that the patient can decide if, if he... Uh, consent or not yeah, if it's yeah. the medical procedure or it's, it's it's a data protection he can decide this yeah and i i i understand that it's that this is um yeah not so familiar to to other fields of healthcare research um and that they have um to develop new concepts um of patient consent Because it's not so easy in a real world setting to um, to 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 hand out a, a contract uh, informed consent form, um, but I think it, this will uh, improve uh, in the future. Yeah, that yeah. means if you if you go to your physician's office or you go to a hospital, uh, beside the research part, you always sign um, um, a, a contract, and um, in the future we will see more. Uh, phrases within these contracts who are related to data analysis or or data use for for research and development. Yeah, I, I think that we are completely on the same ship. I've just asked because uh, I heard from a lot of scientists that uh, these regulations uh, are often perceived rather as obstacles. But yes, definitely in the era where we uh, hear about machine learning uh, and uh, a lot of data captured uh, about us, the regulations are necessary. And I'm sure that this is also the situation in Charité. I also wanted to ask you about this. 
a hospital with a perfect reputation. How is it to work uh, for such a well-recognized institution? Yeah, the charity is great. As, uh, as you mentioned at the beginning, it's, it's the greatest or one of the greatest university hospitals in, in um, Europe. And um, yeah, related to the um, GDPR part, it's um, it costs money. Yeah, I think that's the that's the main problem. Mm-hmm. I'm now within the, the TCC, yeah, the Telehealth Competence Center, but I am still um, a guest researcher on Charité. That means I have a strong connection, and I, I run a lot of projects together with Charité. But um, one year before, I was in a management position. And I also um, uh, was head of uh, um, regulatories and um, data management, but also a data protection team. Yeah, and for me, it was not so difficult to to fulfill all all GDPR requirements. And we installed a process that means you have to sign some forms as a researcher. You have to provide some standards uh, standard. Um, Uh, informed consent forms with GDPR phrases, and then everything is fine. But it costs a lot of time. Yeah, that means you have to do this. You have uh, to think about this for every study. You have to fill in the forms. You have to. Uh, yeah, but um, if you have a process, it makes things easier and as a routine, right? Yeah, as a routine. But at the end, you need one or two or three people who are answering phone calls from um, researchers, answering uh, questions regarding the form. Um, and um, yeah, th- this takes time. And if you have uh, three people uh, dealing with data protection um, in a study center, then they yeah they on your payroll and um, uh, they cost several hundred thousand euro and um, Before GDPR, these uh, several hundred thousand euros uh, were free, and I think that's that's the main pain in in several organizations and um, companies. It costs money. Yeah, I can believe that it it's it's the pain. Yeah. Okay, so let's conclude this episode with saying that AI, ML, telehealth, these all represent an interesting and wide range of technologies applicable in uh, clinical care. And therefore, it is also the subject of a proper research and also the regulations. Can we agree on that, Alexander? Yes. Okay, so well, thank you very much for your time and for your insights. It was a really big pleasure for me to have you here and I'm sure that we will hear a lot and read a lot about your future advancements in AI, machine learning and telehealth or telemedicine. And many thanks also to you, our listeners, for being with us. And together, let's look forward to the next episodes with our high-level guests who represents an inspiration to the clinical data management community. With the upcoming ones, we are going to dive into the very basics of clinical data management and uncover the current and typical challenges for them. I am Daniel Schwartz, and this is the Clinical Data Management Best Practices podcast program by IBA. 